Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner featuring Jack and Andre. (laughs) FBI Radio. That's right. It is time for Movies, Movies, Movies. Welcome Jack and Andre into the studio. Yo, yo, yo. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Monday to you. Mm. Happy Movies, Movies, Movies. Jack, you were smiling at that comment. You were so happy about that, aren't you? It's been a long weekend. It truly has. It has for everyone. Everyone's a little bit tired, but everyone's Mm. very keen to get into a little bit of movie news. Before Mm. we do, though, we've got something to talk about with Rotten Tomatoes. So Mm. we put the call out. What's the weirdest thing you've seen tomato sauce on? Mm. Which dish is the weirdest? And we've had a fair few people text in. Mm. Now, these are all people keen to get along and see Vox Lux. We've got two double passes to get along and see that movie at any cinema of your choice. Woo, we had five before and now we've got two, so people are hotly anticipating that film. (laughs) 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 The amount of coverage we've been doing, you'd hope so. (laughs) Actually, though. Running running out of the shelves. Jed, you said, my boyfriend used to eat tomato sauce on vanilla ice cream and he turned out just fine. That's an urban myth. He didn't turn out fine. He's eating tomato sauce on ice cream. Emily in Kellyville, you say, I put tomato sauce on a teddy bear for for a Camp Orange audition video when I was 12. LaMeo. Oh, to look like it had died? <laughs> like, was it like a bloody teddy bear? Did you kill your teddy? It wasn't to eat. Oh my God, that's actually quite clever. I love that. That's Not even really a food cute. option. I remember when I, in my high school, in the cafeteria, some of the kids used to eat tomato sauce in rice. And I thought that was always really weird. Because that, but then you have it and that actually kind of weirdly makes is sense. Is it delicious? I reckon so. It's a bit yeah. vinegary. It's kind of sweet. My Jack is, taught me... Can, can okay, I say, no, no, I you go. Say, you, okay, right, Jack's go. tomato sauce one is that oh, Jack yeah. puts tomato sauce in curry and it tastes amazing. You just a, put one tablespoon into a curry and it gives it a depth of flavour because it's got sweet, it's got vinegar, it's got tomato, it's... But actually, that was a secret. And Andre, you've just... It's just gone. I think Nigella gave me that secret. What do you think about tomato sauce in the fridge or in the cupboard? Cupboard. Cupboard that shit right there. Because if your tomato sauce can't survive in the cupboard, it hasn't got enough sugar in it. So chuck it out. (laughs) Chuck it out. If you have to put it in the fridge, then you're not buying the right tomato sauce. I know. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. Sorry to interrupt. No to tomato relish. Tomato relish is the... What's the word? Bane? Oh. I disagree. I like tomato relish in my ham and cheese croissants. And I know that's controversial, <laughs> but Blackstar does it. It's I love it. I'm addicted. Um, and also Vegemite on hot cross buns. I know it's not tomato sauce, but people can put it in the same bag. Well, Blake in Marrickville, you also think that tomato sauce is very... Uh, you know, should be in the cupboard, not the fridge. Um, and so we're all going to... You're all going to be in the running for those Vox Lux tickets. We're going to announce the winner at the end of Movies, Movies, Movies today. And we're also going to answer your question, Sienzo. What should I go see at the French Film Festival when we get to Sydney Spotlight? But first... Movie news. DJ Jack, take it away, please. So Selma Blair has made her first appearance since she was diagnosed with MS. She's actually been diagnosed since 2013, but she just came out four months ago. She's in a new show coming up for Netflix, which is like this sci-fi movie. Anyway, she was basically... A new show, which is like a sci-fi movie. Oh, I like love that. Movie. It's just like um, a sci-fi it's like movie. Thing. It's fun. She's like an influencer who discovers aliens and then has tried to be... Like, they try to oppress her well, the, or something. Well, the trailer does not communicate that. I thought she just played a mom. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe she's just a mom and like, I got it right. No. <laughs> and and uh, she's basically saying she was... She's not trying to be inspiring. She's just trying to be visible. But she's being inspiring. I mean, exactly. Perez Hilton tweeted about her, so she's inspiring oh communities. So what, what else has Selma Blair been in that I might have seen? Jack- Cruel Intentions, Legally Blonde, The Sweetest uh, Thing, The uh, American Catherine Kim, Hellboy. She's been around. She's actually been a staple. She's kind of the the probably the most Sweetest famous. Thing. She's on the she's on the 
on the fence between B grade and A grade Hollywood actress. Like she's been in every big film that you can think of from like the early noughties, but she's never quite yeah. reached like a level of stardom like Cameron Diaz. She was or, Aubrey Plaza before Aubrey Plaza was Aubrey Plaza. That's before a great like that way kind of character it. was able to be like the A list. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Now has the hype of the Oscars well and truly worn off for you or are you still talking oh, about God, it? That's our next, it was only one anyway. That was one that's our next piece of news. It was only a week ago that we had the Oscars uh, plague our TV screens and despite the fact that it was like a long and dream process a lot of history was made last week we had the worst film that won the worst best picture winner since Crash officially officially which was Green Book yeah what the hell was up with that what was up with that I mean so much is up with that I'll just let you guys google Green Book disaster and you'll find out what everything is wrong with Green Book we don't need to do our job uh, Spike Lee finally won an Oscar which is something that's been a long time coming considering the fact that he made the best film ever made do the right thing mm-hmm. uh, and then also just you know plenty of fabulous wins across the board Olivia Coleman for best actress for the favorite which Jack shed a tear for I mean the first half of the show was all women of color accepting awards it was like thank Actually, god there's no host to distract from this this but is when, so nice but when a host popped up like Aquafina everyone was like hello yeah but they were just they were just presenting you know what I mean and that's what it should be about and what amazing award did Aquafina present she presented the award okay, for best short okay 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 I'm just trying to like talk oh, about history oh you're talking about the uh, period end of sentence <laughs> well they were talking about putting the cinematography and the editing in the ad breaks and then that got sort of moved around and I was making a campaign to get rid of the best short films because who can see them why, like, why do we need to know what best short film wins an Oscar? But then all the people who won best short film this year were so good and inspiring. Mm. And we're actually reviewing one of them this this week. Keep that category. It's coming up in two reviews. But lastly here, Rotten Tomatoes. The reason we've been asking people to send in their weird tomato sauce recipes. What's been going on with this website? Jack. Well, the toilet of film criticism, Rotten Tomatoes, where your idiot uncle goes to find out what movie to watch. Um, has And then watches The Shape of Water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then lets it win an Oscar. Um, has has changed their rules. They've been letting people review films months and months in advance of their opening, and it's had like a really horrible, toxic effect on Captain Marvel, which comes out this week, starring Queen Valhalla, Brie Larson from United States of Tara, and. Uh, in Basically, five words, explain what Rotten Tomatoes actually is because it's confusing. It's like an aggregator that takes all the reviews in the world and I puts everyone them... everyone knows what Rotten Tomatoes is, Andre. Okay, okay, maybe you're right, maybe you're <laughs> but right. Anyway, it puts all the reviews in the world together and then gives something like a, a score. Yeah. But and it's been elicit- soliciting It's some... been invaded by well, disgusting, creepy men who have just been like, screw this movie, not having even seen it. And we just, don't need this kind of progress. Just so... bringing the rating of Captain Marvel down because they just... We have a single Marvel superhero that's a woman. Yeah. So what has Rotten Tomatoes done to combat these trolls? So they've just decided you can't have a review that's going to be listed before the film's actually come out because it's just co-opted by these incels. And and what does that mean for film goers who do use Rotten Tomatoes? Well, just, I mean, once it comes out, it'll be fine and it'll let you know. And it also means that people can now know full well that Rotten Tomatoes is just a load of bullshit. I know. And go elsewhere, like roughcopfilm.com to get your knowledge and know what to go see. Fabulous or online you, film journal. You can also go to the Instagram at movies underscore movies underscore movies. How many times have I said it? Which is the new Rotten Tomatoes, let's be honest. <laughs> Every week we'll say it again. That's Jack and Andre's film reviewing Instagram it's where I go before and after seeing anything. We're going to get into two reviews next. We've got period, end of sentence coming up and shakedown. Here's something from Rico Nasty. This is Roof. Movies, movies, movies on mornings. FBI 94.5. You're listening to Movies and Movies and Movies on FBI 94.5. Two reviews. One review. And then, and then another review. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two 
Jack and Andre, my film lords. Who will be going first for two reviews today? Me, 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 me. Is that okay, Jack? No, no I'm going first. We just we had just this. <laughs> uh, I'm brain fogged. Jack, you are going to be reviewing the Oscar award-winning short film, period, end of sentence. And the Oscar goes to, period, end of sentence. <laughs> This is the first Oscar nomination for Rika Zatabchi and Marissa Burton. <laughs> I'm not crying because I'm on my period or anything. I can't believe a film about menstruation just won an Oscar. Jack, I can't believe that you're reviewing a film that only moments ago you said, you know, short film shouldn't be a category at the Oscars. Where did you end up seeing this movie? You can actually just see it on Netflix. It's worldwide. It's where you go to get these messages out, I guess, now. Tell us a little bit about this one. So I guess the moment which you just listened to of last week's Academy Awards, yes, last week, if you can believe it, was when Aquafina announced the award for Best Short Documentary Film and then the first Iranian-American woman to win an Oscar ever got on stage and said, I'm not crying because I'm on my period or anything. Uh, the the film Period End of Sentence by Rekha Zabachi and Melissa Burton tells the story of what happens after a group of women in a small Indian town are gifted a machine that can make menstrual pads and then taught how to use it and monetize it. The film clocks the never-ending completely childish and trivialising stigma around periods, the ways in which women are disadvantaged and oppressed by systems of shame and avoidance, and then offers a solution that not even the filmmakers predicted. By creating a cottage industry that the women themselves control, not only are they able to supply communities around them with cheap and effective pads, not only are they able to destigmatize menstrual health by talking freely and openly while trying to sell the products, they also create capital that allows them to follow their own dreams. It feels subversive watching these women use capitalism for good in ways that men around them have literally no idea about, no grasp of. It didn't win the Oscar because it's virtue signalling. It won the Oscar because it points to a new future and offers constructive solutions to overcoming oppressions while still being chill and fun and accessible. And you can catch it on Netflix. Yeah, and that's the most important thing about this, I think, because, yes, you can look at this film and think of it as virtue signalling and that it's, you know, packaged up in a very appealing way and that it's got, like, an optimistic score and has, like, you know, a morale at the end of it. But at the end of the day, only cynics would think that, like me. And if you have a heart, you should just support this film because it is beautiful and the the story behind it and what it's doing is just really moving. And how short is period end of sentence? It's 25 minutes. Yeah, so you can go on Netflix and watch an Oscar-winning short film by female directors set in beautiful... (laughs) India and it's just uh, it's it's a beautiful piece of filmmaking and then you can just close that tab open Stan and watch Pen15 amazing Jack when you interviewed the director at at the Oscars did you ask her what camera she used because that camera is fly (laughs) it's hot isn't it no I didn't I didn't okay period end of sentence in a word Jack oh moving not the end beginning beginning. Andre, mm. that's lovely. Now you're going to be reviewing Shakedown. Another lovely film, which is screening at the Red Rat Lovers Friday night, thanks to Perv, which is this awesome film collective. Perv? Perv, yes. Have we all heard of Perv? Anyway, Perv is putting on this film, DJ Gemma is doing a set, and there might be some performances at the Red Rattler, because Shakedown is an elusive queer textbook on the 90s queer LA club party, Shakedown, which is basically like a medley of a production company, dance group, clubhouse, strip night, club night, and can I say subculture? The film was 
watches Shakedown like a ballad of sexual independency, sexy pixels blending footage of the early noughties with bodies splitting and hitting floors. Director Leila Weinrub brings us the goods some 20 years after all this happened, but everything feels fresh as fuck considering club and strip culture is so intertwined with American pop music, alt film, rap music and videos, etc. This film, Shakedown, is Scary Bones Cinema Verite, but cool. I know, right? Who knew Cinema Verite could be cool? Calling all noob Harmony Corinne loving mummy boys. Gird your loins for an actual rare art film about amazing dancing. Jack, is that what you felt when you watched this crazy dance film? Yeah, this is fucking a visceral movie. Mm. It's so good. It's shot on like DV tape. It's like Uh underground. It's just all women. It's like the effort that you see when you go to places like the Rattler in Sydney, but on such an intense scale where people really dress up and they talk about like, you know, you could just go to a strip club and guys don't really care what they wear. But when it's like a gay strip club, like the amount of effort they put into their costumes, the sort of art of seduction, the way they go out, and then just seeing these old butch dykes like shower these women with money. Like, mm. it's just the most insane thing. Plus, it's got this great score that's taken from, like, 90s sort of, like, house and then reinterpreted, and it sounds like one o tricks means, like, Kalela has a song, she does a cover, we're going to play it. Oh, no, yeah, Jack, you should have reviewed the film. Well, I just <laughs> did, honey. We're both doing it. Tell us about the moment that that Kalela track drops in Shakedown. Uh, well, Jack, I think, Jack, I hate to speak on your behalf, but I think we both watched it being like this isn't Kalela and then thinking this sounds just like Kalela this sounds just like Kalela and, the credits, and we it and the credits are really good the credits really show every single person who worked on the film every piece of music like it's not mm. we're not talking like some like black on white just like screening of names we're talking like every single person gets credited Jack's telling me to hurry up it's crazy crazy I'm crazy. about to answer the question Bridie told us it's this montage where they're that you see them backstage and then you see them going downstage and it's just this like insane montage of them slapping themselves on the ground to make money and it's just so beautiful but it comes right before the police presence comes into the club and sort of charges them for soliciting and it's this really really intense and like the atmosphere of trying to calm everyone down and I don't know you just have to see it. it's also a really difficult film to watch you can't see this film anywhere we've been trying to watch it's it for so like rare. a year now they only show it at special special queer screenings and that's why it's so special that it's going to be happening and we're going to be talking about that in Sydney can Spotlight. I say something fighting oh Jack saying no okay fine okay save for the Instagram then <laughs> <laughs> okay before we go to this tro- uh, this track by Kalela tell us your inner word for shakedown oh shake it to the ground I think shake up why <laughs> <laughs> is the whitest thing I can say about a film called shakedown like asking me what camera period end of sentence was shot on you broke this morning happy International Women's Day everyone as my treat I'm going to say my thing that I was going to say before if you liked Harmony Corinne directing Rihanna's video clip Needed Me watch Shakedown and see how it really works we're going to be telling we're going to be telling you where you can see it right after this it's Kalela with Softest uh, Place on Earth from the Shakedown soundtrack you're listening to Movies 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 on Mornings
Sydney Spotlight. At the end of Movies, Movies, Movies on a Monday, which is a very sad time, actually. It's actually devastating. It flies by. We like to uh, give you all the hottest stuff that's happening around town in in the realm of cinema. It's called Sydney Spotlight. And one of the films you heard in two reviews, mm-hmm. Shakedown, That's right. is going to be showing in Sydney. And this is a rare occasion, isn't it? It's hyper rare. This film doesn't get shown in very many places, which is surprising because it's such a hot film. But it's playing Red Rattler this Friday, thanks to Perv. It's going to have some DJ... And DJ perf- Jam is DJ performing, performing. And some performances wrapped I'd around it. Quarter yesterday. And if you're unsure about it, tickets are $16. Or if you want to support the community, $21. The film's only like an hour long, so just head on down to the Rattler on Friday. But before that, on Thursday, what can you go see at Pink Flamingos, Jack? And This is your news. I know, you I read mine, to, and now you're going to read up. yours again. Sausale, the famous bro documentary uh, video art piece by Chris Marker, is screening free of charge so at Pink Flamingos. Everyone studied in film school, but you know what? We didn't avoid it. And we were talking this morning about how we're on a journey. We're film critics that don't pretend to have seen everything. How could you? Actually, and Jack and I, our aesthetic is that we shit on men that we haven't seen films by. <laughs> and then we end up loving them. And yeah. Sansale's going to be one of those. I can't wait to catch it on Thursday night. Actually, I'll be in Adelaide, but I hope you enjoy it. And we have then 
on International Women's Day as well, if you can't make it to Shakedown, yeah. you can make it to Golden Age and see our personal favourite, Daisies by Vera Chitilova from the Czech New Wave. Capital F favourite. This is actually, actually, actually 100% Jack and I's favourite film. There, we said it. Uh, this is the original Broad City. Yeah, it truly is, yeah. And also, Sienzo was asking about what to go see at the Alliance Française French Film Festival. French Film Festival, yes, yes, what yes, have you got? Yes, okay, so Jack, get ready for this bro answer. Okay. I recommend seeing a classic. Go see The Last Year in Marinbad because it's written Gorgeous. by one of the most famous Gorgeous. French writers, Marguerite Dura, whose grave I visited in Paris this year and it's covered in beautiful pens and scrunchies showing the long-lasting support that she is giving people last year in Marinbad. And also, if you're in Melbourne, I'm sorry, Sydney, but if you're in Melbourne, catch Claire Denis' High Life. And if you're not in Melbourne and you want to see Claire Denis' High Life, which is screening at the Alliance Francaise Film Festival in Melbourne, you can see it in Sydney this year at the Sydney Film Festival. I've announced it. No one knows this, but it is screening. You're going to get fired because of that. <laughs> My choice for the French Film Festival is Knife Plus Heart, where Vanessa Parody plays a gay porn filmmaker and it's like this Brian De Palma meets Kenneth Anger kind of movie where people, it's kind of like Scream 3 and people just start dying around her. It sounds crazy. It sounds kinky. It sounds kooky. That's cool. I think I tried to get an interview with the director for that and they said no. Oh. Great story. <laughs> Humble brag. Knife, knife plus heart, last year in Marinbad, uh, our picks. For the French Film Festival, you're listening to Movies, Movies, Movies. My guests, Jack and Andre, are here every Monday at 10.10 to tell you everything that's happening in the world of film here in town and all around the world. Now, we're going to list all of those events for Sydney Spotlight up on the program page. That was a lot. You just head to <laughs> fbiradio.com, click on Programs, Mornings with Bridie Tanner, and thanks to producer Bree, they'll all be listed there with links for you. We're going to leave you with a beautiful little end note which is that A Star Is Born is being re-released with 12 extra minutes of footage not in Australia so y'all can go get fucked <laughs> <laughs> or hopefully get to see it overseas one day yeah too as well yeah <laughs> and we actually have one last little bit of good news now last week we gave away two tickets to Vox Lux here on the show we love supporting you our supporters of the station with free tickets to things yes and Jack and Andre always come up with the goods Vox Lux was on two reviews last week you both liked it we've got tickets to give away lots to talk about lots, to talk lots about. of divisive conversations afterwards as well. People it's an are getting into it. <laughs> it's an interesting one. So we had two winners last week. Cienzo, our mega fan, and another person whose name is Jerry. That's right. Jerry won <laughs> last week. This week, for texting in your tomato sauce recipes, it's a huge movies, movies, movies. Congratulations to Jed and Blake. You are going to be heading along to yes. Vox Lux. We're going to email you with all of the details. Thank you for listening to Mornings on FBI. Thank you, Jack and Andre, for coming in. Congratulations to the winners. <laughs> this is Loose Fit with Pull the Lever. See you next week. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.